0: Regarding the the lesson this morning, the title of it is Making Difficult Choices, and there is a handout that was on the table out there in the foyer. I don't know if you picked one up or not, but making difficult choices is to take a, a brief look at the life of Moses for just a few moments this morning and understand that he had some difficult choices to make. I'm sure you've had some kind of difficult choices to make before. I have. You have. Uh, I can remember one time having a, an opportunity to join a circus. <laughs> I had a difficult choice. To, let me tell you why it was difficult, you know. I was young. Younger. <laughs> I, I was about uh, 20, you know, and I was working and the place where I was working had a guy that was the guard at night. And he owned two or three of those rides that you see at the fair and things like that. And he wanted me to go on the road with him, and he was going to pay my airline ticket, and he was going to do this and that, and uh, he made it really tough on me, really tough. But I, in the end, made the right choice. Uh, I made a good decision for myself. I finished school, and, and I didn't go on the road with, with Mr. Reed. His name was Reed. But I thought about him a lot of times. Difficult choices. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, Verse 25 begins this way. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked for the reward. King James says uh, he had respect to the recompense of the reward. It means the same thing. He made a decision based on a reward that was available through Christ and not through Egypt. And in making that decision, let me just tell you, I think it really would have been a hard decision, a difficult decision for him. There are several reasons for that. In the first place, on the one hand, he must consider for 40 years now, for Acts chapter 7 sort of hints at that this was at 40 years of his age and the text in Hebrews 11 does say when he had come to years. so maybe we're shy his 40th birthday a few years or so but the point here is he had been in that palace environment for such a long time Pharaoh's daughter had plucked him from the river I know you know the story she'd taken him from the little basket she took him home to be hers Uh, For a period of three months, he was nursed by his mother, his biological mother. I know you know the story, but the point here is a lot of time has passed, and now the situation is such that he's got a decision to make. And these are just a few of the reasons why I think it's a difficult decision. He has grown up in that environment, so he's been exposed to the privilege of royalty. He knows what it means to have wealth, or at least to have access to wealth. He knows what it means to walk through the land of Egypt and people would look at him and say that's the one that Pharaoh's daughter took in. He's a member of Pharaoh's household. There's a certain honor that would come with that. He was, I think, and this is a reading between the lines, but I think it's not beyond the pale of possibility that he would have been at some point in time in the succession line of power in Egypt. I'm certain that he had already to some degree the power that would come just from being the person that he is and living where he does and being raised by Pharaoh's daughter. When you consider the wealth and the education he received, the possibilities that were, could have been his through the palace environment, that's one thing. But then on the other hand, there is the reality of his real identity there is the understanding who his people really are, those of the Hebrews. There is the plight of their situation as they are servants, basically slaves in the land of Egypt. There has to be a certain amount of tugging going on here that there's this to weigh, there's this to think about, a decision to make. So I've got just a couple of uh, observations about all of this and the first one is that making difficult decisions or choices, maturity matters. This is a spiritual decision that he's going to make. He's going to choose to go and suffer the affliction with God's people. That's not something that's popular. That's something that he wants to do. But it requires some maturity to make a decision like this. This wasn't a young teenage uh, Moses. This wasn't even an older teenage Moses. This was Moses who had come to years. And if you remember the account that's given in Stephen's speech in Acts chapter 7, it says when he was fully 40 years of age, it came into his heart to visit his brethren. He's talking about his mama's daddy, their family, the Hebrew people. When he was 40 years of age, came into his heart to visit them. So you see some time has gone by and this is going to require a decision that's based on some real mature thinking now mature thinking means i can get past the feeling stage of what's good or not good and think about the long term i can think about the consequences make those kind of decisions as an adult not as a child see when children are growing up family tradition family loyalty uh what kind of car we buy where we shop at the grocery store, where we attend church, what we think about God. That all just kind of comes in with the family. And as young children, they embrace that. At least they embrace whatever mom and dad's concept of that is and whatever they experience. And if that experience is good, they probably hang on to that for a while. But this kind of tradition or loyalty is only going to carry children so far. There comes a day in time when somebody, every child, is going to reach a point in terms of maturity that they are making their own decisions finally, and they are doing this because because they want to, because they feel the need to. And that's what's happening with Moses. Children don't foresee consequences. The reward is kind of immediate. If I can have what I want right now, then that's what I want. They don't foresee the possibilities beyond that. Adults do. And when they do, it tends to make those decisions that they're going to have to make a little more difficult. Because there's a lot to think about sometimes, particularly with hard decisions. Let me give you an example. Here is Moses, has been living in the palace. The woman who calls him her son has treated him kindly and gently and with love. I'm sure of that. She took him from the river when he was, what, you know, three months of age or less. And so she has tender feelings for him. And he has tender feelings for her. This is the woman who has raised him. This is the woman who has made all these other things possible in his life. And this was not done out of some sense of, well, here's another slave. No. This was done because she cared for this child. And so he has grown up experiencing the care of this woman who has raised him. And now, now he's making a decision about his his people, his biological mother. He's making a decision about who I really am. See, that's a question that every child really wants to answer. Who am I? Who am I? And most of them get the answer growing up in their own household. I understand that. But sometimes there are are situations that occur where children don't have that opportunity, and they spend a lot of time as an adult wondering and trying to find out, Who am I? Well, Moses, I I I can't imagine what the scene must have been like the the day that he told Pharaoh's daughter, I'm going to go back and be with my people. I don't think he just came in and said, Look, I've got something to tell you. I could see this as a pretty tearful parting and a farewell. Someone who has fostered love for him for 40 years. And now he's leaving. And he's leaving her. And he's leaving all that it means to have been in the palace. It's a big decision. And I'm sure that tugged at his heart just like it would yours. But he did make that decision. He refused to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he chose to suffer the affliction with God's people. I think it could have been a hard decision, a difficult decision for the other reasons. I don't think the the aspect of power and honor and wealth held out as much attraction as did the fact of this woman who had raised him for 40 years. But it was there and it was to be considered and he refused it because he knew where there was a greater riches, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. And this is the reason why he could make the decision. You see maturity matters when you've got difficult decisions to make. And if you're not of mature years yet and you feel as though there are difficult decisions that you need to make, you need to be consulting some people that you trust that are maturing years to help you with that decision. You know, you're going to go through high school, you're going to graduate, your grandchildren are going to do that, they're going to reach a point. What do they do then? After that, there's all those decisions. What are they going to do about a job? What are they going to do about work? What are they going to do about a career? What are they going to do about you know, meeting someone or or marriage or moving away for a job or entering the military? What are they going to do? What are they going to do about Oh, that that little, that experience they had growing up in church. What are they going to do then? Because now it's all on them. What are they going to do? Difficult decisions. take some maturity. The second observation is that you make your choices and then your choices make you. He's making this choice. And he's going to live with this choice the rest of his life. And his choice is that he's going to go and be identified along with God's people and whatever it is that they have to suffer, well then he's going to suffer it too because that's what he chose. He made this choice because he chose affliction with God's people and he understood it meant this willingness on his part, if he had to, to suffer for it. Let me show you a couple of things that happened with regard to his having made that decision and having made that choice. In Acts chapter 7, I refer to Stephen's speech there, we kind of give Acts 7 that title because Stephen is rehearsing the history of, of Israel, a lot of it, Old Testament on up to the time of Christ. And part of the history that he recounts there for us in Acts chapter 7 comes to that point in about verse 23 and verse 24 where Moses had gone down to see his brethren, okay, and he sees that there's an Egyptian beating one of the Hebrews. And if you remember the story, Moses intercedes and he kills the Egyptian and buries him in the sand. He does this to take up, for, to defend, to avenge the, the brother that's being beaten there. The text says in Acts 7, I think it's verse 25 this time, that he supposed that they would understand that by, that God by his hand would deliver them, but they did not understand. Hmm. You see it wasn't the next day when he went back out there and and there were two Hebrews fighting and Moses tried to intercede and one of them said, who made you a ruler over me? Who made you to be my judge? What are you gonna do, kill me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? And so that's when Moses realized they don't understand. Now, my question for you right now is, what did Moses understand? Moses now knows they don't understand that God would deliver them from Egypt by his hand. Isn't that then something Moses understood? No, it's not time for the Exodus. He's only 40 years of age now, remember? And now he's a little bit frightened because, you know, this fellow has challenged him. You're going to kill me like the Egyptian you did yesterday? And so Pharaoh will be after you. And so Moses did what? He fled. He fled because of these two things. Number one, he was concerned that Pharaoh would get him. And Number two, these people don't understand that God would deliver them from here by my hand. And he left and he went to Midian. And you pick up the story of Moses, you know. He's going to be there for 40 years. You know, 80 years of age, God's going to send him back down there. I know you know the story. But this lesson is about making decisions. He chose to suffer the affliction with God's people. The second point in this lesson is that Moses chose by faith. I don't know how else he could have done it. When you say someone does something by faith, it means they understand God's will regarding the matter and they choose to honor it. They choose to do it. They choose to obey it. When someone comes to Christ Jesus to be baptized for the remission of sins, it's because they understand what God's will in the matter is and they have chosen, you see, to do that. They have chosen to embrace Christ as the Son of God. They have chosen to turn away from sin. They have chosen to be baptized with him for the remission of sins. And they're going to be added to God's people, aren't they? We know that. But you see, he made this choice by faith. And you know what? So do we. We make our choices by faith. What does it mean by faith? It means I know what God's will is in the matter that I'm considering. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to honor God's will. He honored God's will in making this decision. It wasn't just let Moses kind of stack up the pros on this side and the cons on that side and then I'll come to a decision. No, God was in communication with him in some kind of way because he chose by faith to do this. Sometimes that's the best way for us to make a difficult decision. You know, you've got somebody that's standing down there on the drug corner, got a little bag in his hand, wants to know if you've got $20, if you go home and get high, you know you've got a decision to make. Do you know what God's will about that is? Do you want to honor God's will? It doesn't matter what he's saying on the street corner about how great it's going to be and you're going to really love it and you'll be back tomorrow for a little more. What is God's will? And you don't have to be talking about a bag of drugs in somebody's hand. You can be talking about a lot of things a lot of things but you've got to understand you've got to have the you got to understand what Moses understood he saw that there was greater riches in Christ than all the treasures that were in Egypt by faith he chose by faith you know some other people that have made some hard choices or difficult choices by faith don't you? I think we can read through the Bible and find some that made that kind of a choice. Over there in Acts chapter 6, remember when the uh, apostles told the church, let's select out seven men full of the Holy Ghost and so forth. They were to attend to the needs of the, of the uh, Gentile Christian widows. Well, in the closing part of that chapter, and it says, and the church grew and there was multitudes and a great company of the priests in Jerusalem were obedient to the faith. Priest in Jerusalem? We're talking about Old Testament Jewish priest. Yes. Where? Jerusalem? Yes. Obedient to what? The faith. I think that was probably a hard kinda of decision for them to make. Difficult in the sense that they're gonna have to kinda of do what Moses did. They're gonna have to kinda of reach a point where they're willing to say I'm willing to part with this because I see something that's greater over here in Christ. That's why. And if they never see that, it's because they didn't really understand by faith. So I'm convinced that they did because they made the decision and they were obedient to the gospel of Christ. And I am sure that it caused them some issues in life, just like this would cause issues in life for Moses because why? Well, remember, once you make your choices and then your choices make you. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. How about John chapter 9 chapter 9 verse 34. The man that was born blind and Jesus went and healed him. Remember that? And since he was healed on the Sabbath day and he was a member of the synagogue, well here come the teachers. You know, they want to know how co- they want to entrap Jesus. So they go to this man, they want to know how is it that this man healed you on the Sabbath day. And he tells them. He tells them what Jesus had done. He made this little pile of, of spittle and dust, put it on my eyes, said go wash in the pool of Siloam. And I did and I was healed. Well don't you know that that was a false teacher? Well no, this man says I don't. How could he have done these things if he weren't from God? And so he stands up in defense of Jesus Christ. And when he does this, they cast him out of the synagogue. They had gone to his parents already and asked him, was this man really born blind? Was he really healed? And they wouldn't give an answer because why? They feared that they would be cast out of the synagogue. So when this man spoke up, yeah, he made a a choice. And it's difficult from the sense that here he is for the first time he can see, and he saw a lot more when he was blind than those Pharisees did. He knew that those eyes were opened by Jesus Christ and this man must be from God. And if that means you want to throw me out of the synagogue, then so be it. Because I'm going to stay where there are greater riches in Christ. Difficult decisions. Acts chapter 13, verse 13. This is the first missionary journey. Paul and Barnabas and John Mark was their assistant. Remember that? And they're on that trip. And when they get to Perga, John Mark, he turns around and he goes back. He made a decision. It sounds more like it might have been a decision based out of his comfort rather than out of a a spiritually kind of what's the best thing to do. Because if you remember your Bible, in the second missionary journey, when, when Barnabas wanted to take John Mark again, Paul said no. And so they split. Remember, they... They had to divide and go a different way. Now later John Mark would evidently overcome whatever his problem was because he becomes a very valuable tool, workman in in the gospel of Christ. We just kind of drop the first name John. We call him Mark. You read the gospel of Mark, you're reading John Mark. But he made a decision But I don't think he had thought it through. It takes maturity. And it takes, once you make those choices, to realize that they're going to make you now. And as I said in the second place, it's done by faith. We make our choices, our decisions, our spiritual decisions by faith. Do you have any difficult decisions? you have any spiritual values or things that need attention? Do do you know what God's will is regarding the matter? It doesn't matter if it's about an issue, about where you're going to go to school or what you're going to do in sports or what's going to take the presence in your life. Is there going to be room for Christ left once you do this or that? Or are you really just going to kind of continue to grow and nurture in Christ Jesus? These are decisions that you make. And you make them when you make your friends. And you make them when you set your lifestyle. And you make them when you are Trying to learn the teaching of Christ. That's what you do. Third and final point. What Moses' choice made of him. Because I've already said it once or twice. In the first place, it made him a man of patience, he wasn't patient when at the age of 40, he went to see his brethren and he got involved with that Egyptian and killed him and then between the two brothers and then he fled because he was in fear of Pharaoh. But up there in Midian for 40 years, now he's married, has a couple of children. Gershom's name, I am a foreigner. Yeah, Eliezer's name comes out a different way. Uh, The help, um, the helper. You see some growth that just takes place in the life of Moses by virtue of the names he gives to his children. And then there was that kind of humbling experience when he looked up and he saw that burning bush and he approaches it just out of curiosity. But as he was curiously walking over there, there came this voice of God from the bush and it said, put off your sandals because the ground where you stand is holy ground. He didn't go out there looking for holy ground. He went out there to see an attraction. But when he got there, He understood something different was going on, and you know what's going to happen here, because I know you know the story. God's going to present him with an opportunity to go back down there and leave those people out of Egypt. But Moses, Moses has got some excuses. And he goes right through the list, and God says, no, 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 no. It's kind of a humbling experience, don't you think? Oh, he goes back, but he goes back and he's a different kind of guy. He's a humbled guy. He's a patient guy. He goes back and he deals with Pharaoh, and he and Aaron, they uphold the will of God and the word of God. Takes some doing. Leads those people out. And all through that wilderness wanderings, they're complaining they their problems, and they're bringing them to Moses. It takes some patience to deal with that. In the second place, his choice made him a meek man. In Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, are where you kind of understand all that. It's a time when Miriam and Aaron decided that they would confront Moses. they sort of rebuking his authority. You think you're the only one that can speak for God? And so they, they want to have this kind of meeting. You know what? God in heaven says, yeah, let's have a meeting. Yeah, Moses, you go get them and bring them to the tent door and I'm coming down. We will have a meeting. We will talk about this. And if you remember that story, Miriam is stricken with leprosy because of her rebellion against Moses' authority. But it's only his authority indirectly. They're rebelling against God. You know, Moses didn't jump up and say, lock their heads off. In fact, he intercedes for Miriam that she would be healed. And God relents and says, well, put her out of the camp for seven days and then she can come back in. What was that all about? Well, that scripture there says, For he was the meekest man. Implies on the earth. Your choices, you make them, then they will make you. So choose wisely. The father and son were walking along in town one day, and a friend of the father's walked up to the two of them, and he paused and he addressed the father and he said, I would like to have your opinion regarding, and he named another man. Well, the father thought about it for just a brief second. He said, well, I would say he's a good man. And then the father and son went on their way. Now they're just walking together and they're alone. The son turns to the father and says, Father, I know the man that he asked you about really doesn't like you and he's, he's hateful to you and he says unkind things, not true. Why did you compliment him so? And the father said, son, he asked me for my opinion of that man, not that man's opinion of me. That's a difference. That's a meek spirit. That's a patient person. Moses' choice made him both patient and meek, but always honoring God's will. Now I've asked already if you have some spiritual decisions or thinking to do and choices to make. If you've thought about one that needs to be addressed this morning, we want to encourage you to come as we stand and sing.